0: Welcome to Anil Arana Live. Recorded live during his missions around the world, these podcasts feature audio sermons and reflections from internationally renowned preacher and retreat leader, Anil Arana. For more audio podcasts, video sermons, and articles, please visit www.pagesiweb.org or www.anilarana.com. welcome all those who are here for the first time. My name is Anil Arana, for those of you who don't know me, for those of you who know me, I'm back. (laughs) I had a wonderful mission in North America, and um, we're expecting as many as 24 new schools of discipleship to open there over the next uh, two years. To God be the glory, but even though that is wonderful, I'm really, really happy to be back. Today's message is going to be very simple, but I believe it will have a profound impact, impact on all of us who are gathered here. But before I start, I would just like us to say to God, God talk to me today, talk to my heart. Talk to my inmost being and transform me by the word that you say today. And I really would like every single one of you to be changed by what you hear today. It's very simple. It's not a new message. But the insights that you get tonight, I hope, will make you look at things in a new way. Amen? Over the last... Yeah, I've been talking about what it means to be born again, what it means to live in heaven. The last time I was here, I spoke about the Holy Spirit and about how his power makes it possible for us to live the fullness of life that Jesus has asked us to. I spoke about a lot of things that we've inherited, but today I'm going to speak about something that really is important, and it's something we know, but kind of don't know, and what it is, is the fact that we are truly children of God, and I'm going to talk about that specifically here this evening. But before that, I just want to revise a few things that we've learned over the last um, few months, uh, especially for the benefit of those who are here for the first time. There are two spiritual planes, all right? You have the world, or hell, and you have heaven. In heaven is God, in the world or hell is the devil. Now, as I tell people, don't confuse the world with planet Earth and don't confuse heaven with some place in the sky, the two spiritual states. Over here is the law, over here is grace. Over here is punishment, over here is mercy. Over here, you're a slave to sin. Over here, you're a slave to righteousness. Over here, you're a child of the devil. over here, you're a child of God. This is only one of the things that we achieve. There are a few other things that we spoke about over the last few months. And I would like you to repeat those after me before I continue with today's subject. Because it is very relevant to this. I am redeemed. Say, I am redeemed. redeemed. I am saved. I am restored. I am forgiven. forgiven. I am washed. washed. I am cleansed. I am pure, I am holy, I am blessed, I am healed in my soul, in my spirit, in my mind, in my heart, in my body. I am strong, I am free, I am totally victorious. I am a child of my God, I am a friend of Jesus. I am a temple, a temple of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. That's who I am. Yes. Now today we're going to talk about being a child of God. And like I said, it's not something that is new to any of you. All of you know that you're children of God, don't you? But let's see what it really means. And for that, I'm going to take you to the Word of God. I'm going to take you to Romans chapter 8, verses 14 onwards. Listen carefully. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy God, Papa. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are as, as of God and coerced with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we might share in his glory. This, my brothers and sisters, is the word of God. I'm going to read that again. This time I'm going to read it very slowly because I want every single word to sink in Because this is your identity and this is what is going to make a difference to you here tonight and a difference to what you do after you leave here tonight. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Forget, don't look look at me. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are? Now this doesn't mean that those who aren't led by the Spirit of God are not children of God. But it does mean that those who are children of God will be led by the Spirit of God. And all of you are children, so you need to be led by the Spirit. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? We're going to get to that in a minute. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves. Now in the old life that we led, we were slaves of the devil. The devil whistled and we ran. The devil said, drink, and we drank. The devil said, watch porn, and we watched porn. The devil said, do this, and we did this simply because we were in chains and bonded to him and couldn't do anything. But here, in heaven, we're not slaves to God, and I want us to understand that. Because many of us still believe that we were slaves to the devil and we are slaves to God. No, we're not. We are his children, and that makes all the difference because this fact that we are children of God means that we operate differently, why? Because God doesn't threaten us. God doesn't bully us. God doesn't frighten us. God simply loves us. And what we do is respond to that love. Now all of you, most of you are Christians over here. I know that we have a few from other faiths in our midst tonight. And we welcome them. Scripture testifies that those who believed in Jesus, this is John 1.12, who received him, Receive the right of being called children of God, okay? Now you all believe in Jesus? You all believe in his name? You've all received him? So you have the right to be a children of, child of God. Now you're not God's real children in the sense like you're not born of him. You're adopted children. But as any parent of an adopted child will testify very often, they give the adopted child more love, more care, more preference. And you need to understand that as adopted children of God, you actually not only might be on the same par with Jesus, as with Christ, remember? But actually be given a little more attention than Jesus was given by the Father. Now, very often we don't realize that. That in truth, when God looks at us, when God the Father looks at us, you know what he sees? He sees a sister of Jesus. He sees a brother of Jesus. And I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but it is something that really shakes me to my core. To know that I'm actually a child of God like Jesus is a child of God. Think about it for a minute. I'm going to pause here just to let that sink inside you that you truly or a child of the Father, and a brother or a sister of Jesus with the same rights and the power given to Jesus. Now, very often when I talk, and I have been doing this over the past several months, is telling you a promise that Jesus made us. And the promise is this from John 14, 12. I tell you the truth. If anyone believes in me, he will do what I've been doing. And then he says, indeed, I will do greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Indeed, you will do greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And sometimes we wonder, how can Jesus say that we're going to do the same things that he does? And how can Jesus say, in fact, we're going to do greater things than he has done? But when you understand the truth of what I just told you, that you are on the same path with Jesus Christ, our Lord as a child of God in his eyes, then if Jesus could do that because he was given the power, then why can you not do that? Because you too are children of God, are you not? Is this beginning to come into your heart? What a remarkable truth it is, that as a child of God, (laughs) this fascinated me, This, this all came to me this morning, a lot of this when I was preparing for this talk, And sometimes when I prepare, I'm shaken to the core of my being because I realize that the insight is so powerful. The moment you understand it, it changes you and it changed me and you will see why in a minute as I continue. Now if you're a child of God, there are certain privileges you have. Forget a child of God. As a child, you have certain privileges, certain rights. Yes. You have an inheritance of your father's property. You have basically a share of everything that he owns, right? So the same things that Jesus has, you also have because you're his adopted children. Now everything is scripture, okay? I just quoted it for you. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Now if we are children, we're heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Scripture. So it's not my own teaching. This is exactly what the word of God says and the word of God is true. But along with the rights and the privileges, there are also duties and responsibilities that we have. And sometimes we forget these duties and these responsibilities. I see a young boy over there. I saw his brother and sister playing on the stage. Now it is a privilege for them to play there, is it not? It's an honor for them to do what they're doing. And so many lives have been touched because of what they did the instruments they played, the music they made. But as any parent would tell you, and definitely Arun and Mother will tell you, that it is not only the privilege they're entitled to, they also have duties that they have to perform. They have to do well in their studies. They have to obey what they are told to do, yes? And in the same way, sometimes we expect God to give us all these privileges and all these favors and all these benefits Without doing anything in return. But we have duties. And we have responsibilities. We have to be obedient to the word of God. And very often we forget that in the middle of everything else. God says you need to go out and proclaim the gospel message to others. And we still, despite being reminded of this so many times, still don't open our mouths. God says, I got things for you that give you life. I need you to bear fruit and fruit in abundance. And yet, we're still choked. Why are we choked? We're choked with the things of this world. We need to be obedient. And it is my honest prayer, wish, and desire that before you leave here tonight, every one of you will say to God, enough of my disobedience. Enough of my rebellion. I am going to follow you, and I'm going to let your spirit lead me in the paths of truth. Now, that was an intellectual response to love that I spoke about, to being a child of God that I spoke about. But in addition to the intellectual understanding, there is the emotional response to God, and that is what is important. And sometimes we don't get that. I know you love me. You know, when I walked in here, I could see the joy in your faces and I could see your eyes brighten up and, you know, I just knew that you loved me. Okay, and why? Because it was in response to my love for you. And you feel that. Now, God loves us so much. Oh, can I do that? I want to do that. I haven't done anything funky tonight. How much does God love you? So. No. (laughs) No, come on. So. Now do it. How much does he love you? <laughs> you got strong lungs, guys. Wow. <laughs> I am so impressed. Someone still went on? Who is that who just went on? How many breaths did you catch in the middle before you... <laughs> I'm glad we did that, but do we really understand what that means? One day a Pharisee invited Jesus for a meal, and after Jesus had finished eating, a woman came, a sinner, and she went to Jesus and said she was sorry, and Jesus forgave her her sins, and She was so overjoyed and overwhelmed with this forgiveness that she received that she burst into tears. In fact, she wept and wept. And her tears fell on Jesus' feet, and she wiped them with her hair. And then she had some alabaster perfume with her, and she took that and applied it on his feet. Now The Pharisee saw what was happening, and he said, What kind of a man is he? And doesn't he know that she's a sinner? And Jesus said, you know what? I came into your house and you didn't give me water to wash my feet. You didn't put oil on my head, but she put oil on my feet as well. Truly I tell you that those who have been forgiven little love little, and those who have been forgiven lot, love lot. Now I know I love God so much, more than more than what, what you can imagine, that so thing that you did. Because I know I've been forgiven a lot. And sometimes I think that other people don't realize how much they have been forgiven. Because you know what, it might not seem like you've done the kind of things I did, but you've done a lot. And God has forgiven you for one hell of a lot as well. And that is what you need to understand Because if you don't understand that, you will not love God a lot. You will love him a little, if you think that you've done only a few things to hurt him. And every single one of you sitting here has (laughs) hurt God so much, just like you said, love you so much, you could do the hurting so much. And yet God loves you that he says, hey, it's okay, come home. And it is that emotional response, that emotional response It comes from understanding how much you're loved that results in a desire to love back. And now listen to this. John 14, 15, 16, and 26. I quoted this last time, but now I'm going to explain what it really means. If you love me, you will obey my commands. And I will ask the Father for another counselor to be with you forever. And this counselor whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. If you love me, you will keep my commands. Let me change that a little bit. You will keep my commands if you love me. Come here. Come here. You look a little like Potty Harry, you know that? What's your name? Arian. Arian. Smile to the camera. Everyone in the world is going to see you. do you love your dad and your mom? Yes. Are you afraid of them? A little bit. A little bit? (laughs) Let us imagine that you're very frightened of them, okay? No, you're just a little frightened. And every time you made a small mistake, you think your dad's going to take the stick and wallop you. You'll still do what he says, right? Yeah. But you'll do it because you're afraid. Yeah. Imagine if your father never raises a stake. Instead, all he does is, is love you and say, Aryan, you're a good boy. And whenever you kind of make a mistake or mess up, he says, that's all right, forget about it. We'll fix it. Wouldn't you be willing to do more to, 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 to make him happy? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Now this is what I want us to understand. That just like Aryan here has a set of parents who love him so much, which makes Aryan want to do things to make them happy. If we understand that God loves us so much, then we will also want to do things to make Him happy, right? So why don't we? Thanks, Aryan. Put your hands together for him. And why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because if we all do a good examination of our conscience, we'll realize that even though we say we love God and we are Christian and the rest of it, we actually are still acting like sons and daughters of the devil. Listen to this carefully. This is Paul in his letter to the Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 to 24, So I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. Spirit in heaven, flesh in the world. Now listen. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Let me explain this before I continue. Here here is the law. You break the law, you are punished. You try breaking the law here and you are punished, right? (coughs) Here there is no law. Here is grace. Which means, like my brother Arun and his son Aryan. The grace means that if his son makes a mistake, the grace pardons, the grace forgives. There is no punishment. Everybody still with me? Now listen to this. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality. Impurity and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred. Discord. Jealousy fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. That's all the flesh. That's all hell. And when you do these things, and no matter how much you justify them, you can't justify against the word of God. If there is jealousy in your heart, if there is hatred raging within your soul, if you're engaged in morality of any kind, You're still showing yourselves to be a slave of sin and a son of the devil. And then you have to wonder, am I really listening to the spirit of God? Am I listening to Satan? Am I really a slave of righteousness or am I a slave of sin? Am I really being led by the spirit or am I being led by the devil? Ask yourself this question now. Because if we're to change this world, and I'm I'm determined to do that. The only way we're gonna do that is if we are guided by the Spirit, if we're led by the Spirit, because these privileges that we're entitled to, all these miracles that I want you to work, you're not gonna be able to do anything as long as you're bathed in a life of sin, as long as you constantly and continuously disobey God because of your enticement. So let me continue. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And this is what Paul meant when he was speaking to the Romans and he says... The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Now if we are children, we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we might share in his glory. And crucifying the flesh is not easy. As all of you know, you don't need me to tell you that. But this is the suffering that we need to undergo for the glory that we seek. And what a glory it is to be in heaven. To bask in the love of God continuously, to walk in his power continuously, to bathe in his light and be that light of the world? What an awesome thing it is. And it doesn't need to start off to where dead six feet under the ground and reach that heaven up in the sky. But here, to live in the glory of God, to live in the power of God. How long are we gonna live second-hand lives? How long are we gonna crawl like cockroaches in this world? How long are we going to be heartful, hateful people only cause more pain and destruction in this world instead of being people of the light. People of love. People of gentleness. People of kindness. People of peace. People of warmth. These are the fruit of the Spirit. And if you're led by the Spirit, these are the fruit you will bear. Love, not just once in a way, but constantly. To be patient, to be kind. Joy. In the midst of all trials, in the midst of all the struggles that we go through life, to still have that song in your heart and that smile on your face. The moment we struggle, the moment we find a storm in our way, we are crushed, we are defeated, we are beaten. The moment we have a fight in our relationships, we start to give up and despair. But the joy that comes from the Spirit of God, this is what I'm talking about being in heaven. For a permanent thing in life. To be joyful always. I've seen people on their deathbeds with a smile on their face. And my God, I look at them and I say, Wow, here is somebody who really has the fruit of the spirit. And then I see somebody in perfect health except for some stupid back pain or leg pain. And they act like as if they're dying tomorrow. And I think, where's the joy there? You know what I'm talking about? Some of us are like that. Peace. So disturbed, so agitated. We're not at peace with ourselves and we won't be at peace with anybody else also. And you look at all the people that are disturbing the world today. All restless people, agitated people. People who have such a conflict in their souls. This is what the flesh does. There is no peace in the world. But there is peace in heaven. And you know that. What God is offering you is the best he has to offer you don't need to sit cross-legged and kind of in this, in this room with all these aromas and kind of chant, chant all the time. And That peace lasts as long as you're in the room. The peace that comes with Christ lasts forever, and it is a peace that transcends all understanding. Peace, I give to you my peace, I leave you. What's the other way around? I do not give as the world gives, so do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This peace, it doesn't matter what happens, your hearts are at peace. Your minds are not disturbed. Patience. the Patience not to get angry with anybody. We had somebody who got angry the other day here, I think, in this church, and we could respond patiently, but no, we don't respond patiently. We always respond with anger. The moment we see somebody acting tough or acting violent or misbehaving and What happens? An eye for an eye will only make the whole world blind. And that's what we do. Somebody hits us and we hit back and they hit back and we hit back and it just goes on and on and on like that forever. When does it stop? It stops when somebody hits your face and you say, okay, hit me again. Go on, slap me. (laughs) She's not going to do it. I told you about the scene I had in Africa once, right? I didn't. I went to Africa once and I went right in front of this big black man, and I said, slap me. He slapped me so hard I couldn't speak for five minutes. (laughs) Now I go to the gentlest person in the room, see? And what does she do? She says, no, and even if she were to slap me, she'd tap me so gently, I'd say, you can do that all your life if you want. (laughs) Kindness. Kindness, 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 kindness. We see people fishing things out of the garbage. And we will go by in our car without even looking at the person. I mean, come on, guys. Our faith is more than words. Our faith is action, love expressed in action. So the next time you stop by, you pass by somebody who is fishing stuff out of the trash, stop your car, get out of it. The world will wait for you. Your appointment can be delayed by 10 minutes. Your wife's not going to leave you. And if your girlfriend dumps you, maybe she's better dumped. You know what I'm saying? Stop by. Take something out of that pocket of yours and give it to that person. The fruit of the Spirit. Goodness. Gentleness. I sometimes hear people on the phone. I pick up the phone and they go, oh, hello, how are you? I mean, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about, yeah? What do you want? Um, what do I want? I, I, I need some information. Can I have it, please? What information do you want? Be gentle, no? Faithfulness. I think of how faithful God is and how unfaithful we sometimes are unfaithful to God of course but then unfaithful to the people in our lives and we don't even think anything more of it anymore and if the person we are unfaithful to leaves then so be it, what does it matter and self-control that's the last fruit that we're gonna talk about because we're running out of time. But that's not the bad news. That's the bad news. The good news is that all this can change. And how can it change? If you're led by the Spirit, if you listen to him. Once again, remember what Jesus said. If you love me, you will keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. To be with you forever, to be with you forever. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to desert you. You might desert him, but he's going to stay with you forever. And this counselor, the spirit of truth, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I've said to you. The Holy Spirit talking to you, my brothers and my sisters. I get very upset these days when people say they can't hear the voice of God. And I say, why can't you hear him? And the reason is because you're constantly listening to the voice of the devil. Here, gluttony and pride and greed and lust and the rest of it. Here, joy, peace, patience, kindness. I s- I heard this beautiful story not recent, not too far back. I think it was in a movie, and this guy talk, spoke about these two, two, two animals within him. You know, one was the guy who was greedy and lustful and prideful and the rest of it, and the other guy was peaceful and joyous and gentle and kind. And the person was asked, which of them is more powerful than the other? And the man said, the one I feed more. And truly, this is the secret, it's, it's not rocket science. You start to watch violent movies and you have a diet of pornography and, and all the time you're in the world, doing the things of the world. Are you really going to do anything of the spirit? But on the other hand, if you're with God, early morning mass, you wake up in the morning and you go and spend time with him. You spend time reading the word. You spend time in prayer. You come for super duper meetings like this where the worship is awesome and the preaching is even more awesome. (sighs) What happens? You're feeding the spirit within you. Your spirit continuously gets fed with stuff that is good. So this is what I'm gonna ask you, and really I'm gonna ask you. I can go on preaching for a long time, but I wanna end here just asking you today to say no more to that. God loves you so much. He sent his son Jesus to die for you so that you could come to sight, so that you 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 could be his child, his inheritor, Of all his promises, he says, I give you authority to squishify demons under your feet. I give you the ability to heal the sick. I mean, come on, you don't want that? You really don't want that? What kind of people are you? There's so many people sick in the world. Jesus says you can heal them all. And you don't want to do that? There's so many people miserable and struggling in the world. You don't want to be priests to their hearts? You just want it for yourselves and you don't care about your brothers or your sisters? (coughs) Come on, guys. Come on. Enough now, okay? Really, enough already. So today, please, in your hearts, tell God, tell God, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Tell God you're done with all that. Let me repeat it. Sexual immorality. Impurity. Debauchery. Idolatry. Idolatry is not just washing idols. It's, it's, it's whatever you make God in your life. And sometimes we make our jobs God in our life. We make our possessions God in our lives. We make money God in our lives. That's idolatry. Witchcraft. P- palmistry. Astrology. How many of you read the horoscopes when you wake up in the morning to check what, you, what, you, what the stars say for you today? Come on. I'm telling you. We put our faith in, in, in which way our bed is pointed, in which way our desk face is. We get these bamboo sticks and believe that it's going to bring us good luck. And all this are forms of witchcraft, putting our confidence and our faith in something that is not our God. And our God is a jealous God and you have to understand what he means by that. He says, you put your faith in me, I will do what, you're t- what you asked me to do. In fact, you don't even need to ask me for anything because I know what you need. This is Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. He knows what you need. But if he says you want to trust other things to to get you your, your, your jobs and your money and the rest of it, then good luck to you. That's what he means. And basically, we sometimes make these choices. And for God's sake, put preachers the last of this list. Preachers can't help you. I can't help you. I mean I can pray for you, but then you can do that yourself. Put your faith in God. This God who loved you when you were still his enemy. How much more will will he love you now that you're his friend? Put your faith in him, and believe he truly will answer what you ask him for. In fact, he's gonna do that here tonight. The moment you say enough of that rubbish. Hatred, discord, Jealousy? Are you jealous of anybody? Any of you jealous of me? Are you jealous of these worship leaders there? You have your chance to come forward and do these things. But nothing is going to happen as long as you sit in those chairs. Whenever I think of jealousy, I'm reminded of Peter. You know, There's an amazing story of him that I probably have told you before, but it's worth repeating. After Jesus came back from the dead and restored Peter. You remember he said, do you love me, do you love me, do you love me three times? He restored Peter to his, to his actually made Peter the Pope of the church. And then Peter and Jesus were walking along and, and kind of Peter looked back and saw John following them and said, okay, what about him? What plans do you have for him? And Jesus kind of knocked him on the head and said, you don't worry about him, you worry about you. And here's a lesson for all of you is that God has given you amazing talents but you're never ever gonna discover them. God has given you amazing blessings, but you're never gonna ever discover them if your eyes are constantly focused on what he's given somebody else. Look at the things he's given you, and trust me, trust me on this, they're marvelous. I mean, super duper delicious, right? Jealousy, fits of rage. How many of you get angry here? Don't raise your hands. How many of you get savage angry here? Don't raise your hands again. You know what savage angry is? I can demonstrate I used to be savage angry. I would shout at the top of my voice and then I would take things and I would smash them. I would, I would create havoc for all about 45 seconds. That's how long it took for my anger to be spent. But in those 45 seconds I could do so much of damage it would take 45 years to, to repair. And yet we lose our temper and act like as if it is okay because we have the right to do that. When you get angry, you're doing what the devil wants you to do. So guys, hey, don't say you can't do it. Be led by the spirit. And the next time you start feeling that anger boil, you know what you do? Get the hell out of the house. Are you listening to me? I'm serious about this. Don't stay over there and say, no, I'm going to control my anger. Get out. Run for your life. Do what Joseph did when Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him. He didn't stand in front of her and say, okay, darling, do whatever you want to do. Nothing's going to happen to me. He ran. So when you have, you know, and this applies for even that girl that kind comes, you know, and, you know, <clears throat> nowadays even the men do that. Uh, I didn't say that. <clears throat> Selfish ambition, ambition is good. Selfish ambition is when you're only thinking of yourself, <clears throat> and it doesn't matter what you do to rise over the shoulders of others, kind of trample over them, climb over them, you know, kind of never mind. That's my wife. I'll get into trouble later. <laughs> <clears throat> dissensions, dissensions in the church. We have little groups, factions. I belong to HSI. No, no, I will not pray anywhere else. Hey, hello. No, I belong to the English charismatic. So no, HSI is nowhere for me. Hello. No, I belong to this group. I belong to that group. What is this? I mean, seriously, some, someone should wake up one day and tell all these guys... The truth that there's only one God, and there's only one kingdom, and all of us come under him, so no more divisions. And think of how wonderful it'll be if all of us could be together. As it is, what a terrible example it is when other people come and look at our division and our hatred within the church itself. I'm constantly, constantly slandered. I'm constantly, you know, complained about, and I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. But that's a talk for another subject for another time. okay, you get the point? All these things, you don't even need scripture to tell you that. You know what is bad and what is good. So here now, I'm just asking you, as we worship God, to just tell him no more. To tell him, God, I really am grateful for your love and I want to love you back. And I want to be faithful to you. And I want to follow you. And I want to be led by your spirit. And just like the spirit spoke to you today, he's going to continue to speak to your heart. The word of God says he will constantly remind you of things. And he will remind you of the things I've, I've said here tonight. And when he reminds you, kind of don't shut your ear. Don't close your heart. Don't seal off your mind. Say to God, okay, I will do whatever it is, despite it being difficult. So when you go home today and he says, you know, that computer, maybe you should just switch it off for a few days or that phone, maybe you should switch it off for a week till you get over your addictions to, to WhatsApp, is it these days? WhatsApp, yeah wake up, Facebook, people wake up in the morning and instead of calling out the name of God, the first thing they do, how many people liked my my cat yesterday? (laughs) Isn't that true? WhatsApp, oh, my girlfriend didn't message me at four o'clock in the morning. It means she doesn't love me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Get rid of all of that and start to walk in the light, being led by the Spirit. Let's all stand. Father God, we want to thank you truly for this day and the words that you said. They weren't difficult to understand. In fact, they're very simple and words that all of us know. But it is served to remind all of us of where we really should be and how we should act. And today, Lord, speaking for everyone in this room, I'd like to say that we are moving away from the flesh, Lord. We're going to crucify every single thing that takes us away from you. And we're going to Blossom and bloom in your spirit Lord and bear all the fruit that you say we will bear We're done Lord. We're done We're done with dancing with the devil. We just want to be with you Lord. We want to stay at home We want to walk in the light. We want to walk in the truth. We want to walk in your power We want to walk in your grace. We want to walk in your glory We want to thank you here today father that we truly are your children that you have adopted us but your love for us is no less than your love for Jesus your real son in fact if anything Lord you might give us a little more attention you might give us a little more care I know there are many of us in this room who are struggling tonight with so many things have them to realize that none of that is important none of that is important what is important is your kingdom and your righteousness we've already secured that Lord but let us seek it now truly seek it with fresh eyes with a fresh desire and as we seek this your words will come true because you cannot break your promises that whoever seeks first your kingdom and righteousness will be given everything they need father God we lay our cares aside we know you're there and we might be with our jobs now we might be struggling with finances now we might be struggling with relationships now and so many things we're not going to concern ourselves with them Lord You know what we need. We're just going to concern ourselves with you and loving you back. We will never love you with all our hearts, but we're going to try, Lord. And even as we say this to you, we ask for you, Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, to come down and bathe us in your glory. Let everyone feel your presence here tonight. Let everyone know truly that you truly love us so much, Lord. And we feel that in the depths of our heart. We'll feel the Spirit begin to stir and to move to light up into a fire that will be with us as we go and and will not die down waiting to come back next week but day to day hour to hour will continue to grow more and more and more lord so that we will be a light to this world that is in darkness fill our hearts lord so full of hurt and hate with healing and love and let this love flow into the rest of the world now lord let your glory flow spirit of the sovereign lord Open your hearts. Close your eyes. Prepare yourself for what God has to give. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, come and make your presence known. Reveal the glory of the living God. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, close your eyes. I'll give you the words. come and make your presence known reveal the glory of the risen Lord let's sing it again spirit of the sovereign Lord everybody cover us let the rife of your river flow let the truth of your kingdom kingdom. reign in us let the weight of your glory of your glory. Let the weight of your glory fall, Lord. Thank you for listening to this coverage. We hope it has blessed you. For more great content. Visit our website www.hsiweb.org and kindly consider supporting the work we do. God bless you.